This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by prestigious, I don't know what, what to call you, Gareth. You're just, you're a bit of uh, an eccentric, bit of a weirdo, a bit of a free spirit. You're just everything. A bit of a weirdo? Oh, you had to pick up on the one thing. No, I'm not having that. I'm, what do you mean a bit of a weirdo? I'm not a weirdo at all. The other things, bit of an eccentric, bit of a free spirit. I'm not being called a weirdo by you. All right. You're done. done. a bit of a weirdo. I'm done with this interview. <laughs> do you know what? Dylan White one day said to me, Gareth, he said, I asked him about before Fury Wilder won. And he said something that makes perfect sense. And he said, Tyson Fury is a weirdo and weirdos do weird things. And it just kind of made sense for Tyson Fury that he's just one of those people that just, it just kind of fitted. I kind of understood what he was saying. I wasn't making those same implications to you. They're for different reasons, but I think we're all a bit weird in our own way. Take a compliment out of that, Gareth, because it was intended as a compliment. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hurt by it. It was just an unusual word. How are you? We're all, we're all a little bit. I'm very well, thank you. Um, obviously, like everyone else, enjoying the easing of the lockdown, um, but desperately missing what we do now. Um, you know, it's whatever it is, 13, 14 weeks coming up that we've been at a live event. Um, you know, and, you know, like you've even got the cheroots out. You haven't even painted your fence. That's weird. You haven't even painted... See, I'm a weird over that. <laughs> they need doing, I know. I'm in the process. <laughs> Carry on, guys. But, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm glad it's moving forward. The boxing border control protocols are now in place for the Frank Warren shows, July 10 and 17 at BT Sports Studios. Yeah. And obviously are in place for Mad uh, Matrim Square Garden, uh, the 15-acre site, Brentwood. Um, that's brilliant. Um, you know, I'm not expecting great things from it, but... The speed of the easing of the lockdown now would not surprise me at all if Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin gets delayed till early September. Because if you can do one metre distancing, and I was talking to Barry Hearn about this yesterday, they might be able to get 10,000 in the O2 arena with a, a metre apart, you know? Really? That's interesting. Well, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Um, you know, because obviously he was he was moaning about the ageism. He wasn't moaning. I put it to him um, last night about he's 72 and he's had a heart procedure, of course, and it's good to hear that he's well um, during lockdown. And under the current guidelines, if you're over 70 and you've had a heart condition or asthma and all those things, you know, um, diabetes, you're kind of precluded from, from you know, going to events at the moment behind closed doors. So that came up when we were speaking that if th there's a month to go before their events, if, and there's almost two months to go before Dillian and Alexander Povetkin presumably fight, right. if they can get 10,000 into the O2 arena in September, then he said, well, we'll do it because it may change by then. Gareth, let me ask you, is that something that you put to him or is that something that he suggested that could be a possibility to you? About the O2? Yeah. He was ruminating and our conversation went on and on. Okay. And we were talking about the parameters of change 
that are coming up. I mean, look how quickly, I mean, I, I went to Cambridge on Sunday, paddled on the river, got off, put the news on, and Spain's open for Brits for no quarantine. Mm. Like, that's how quickly things are changing. Um, so if they allow this one meter rule and people are allowed in pubs together and they're allowed in indoor places together. There's a chance. There's a chance. And that's what he was saying. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's news in that sense. They're thinking about it. Of course they are. Um, um, a week and a half ago, um, a story obviously broke uh, regarding uh, Fury and Joshua from from Eddie Hearn, something that Bob Arum has almost been dismissive of as news um, in the fact that they've negotiated their financial splits of the deal, which is very important. Uh, I know the splits has been a big thing regarding a Fury-Joshua fight, and obviously uh, Joshua and, and Wilder as well. I mean, the split talk has been quite influential in kind of the talks over the last few years regarding those fights. So Eddie Hearn is... Um, has said, come out and said that that part of the deal has been done, um, which is a significant step in this fight, hopefully happening maybe once or twice next year, Gareth. Yeah, you make a good point about the, the Joshua. Remember when the Joshua Wilder talks were going on? Yeah. The, the, the split was the, was the big thing, wasn't it? And that went on for, I think, 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... It's not done, it's agreed. It's not signed, it's agreed. Um, Fury and Joshua. Um, that's, I think, what it is. It, it's one of those processes of, while we're in lockdown, a lot of people have been, who, who, who are thinking about the future and planning ahead of getting their ducks in a row. You will be, I am, in our lives and in our work lives. We're thinking about things that we can get organized. And I think, that was one of those cases where if you've got a 50-50 agreement on the first fight and a 60-40 agreement towards the winner on the second fight, at least you've established that both boxers definitely want it. Excuse me. Both boxers definitely want it. They want to, um, uh, they, they want to let the public know and everybody know that they want to have that fight and it gets out of the way all that stuff about how do we do it, first of all? If they've agreed a 50-50, that's great. I assume with that that it will be in the Middle East, though, because they're going to earn 25 million more, in my estimation, each by going there. Um, rather than earning, say, 25 to 35 here in the UK at Wembley or Millennium Stadium or a big football stadium outdoors, but I think it'll be in the winter, so I think it will be indoors in the UK, so it'll probably have to be Cardiff. That... At least that's agreed for now. Agreed. Then all the other things can come along with it. The, the layers of promotion, the different TV companies, the egos over who sits where, who comes first, who's on the left of the, of the poster, who enters the ring last or first. You know, at the moment, that's up for debate. But at the very least, they've got the ducks in a row. But I, I've got to be honest, Coogan, I, I, if it plays out that... Um, they are going to fight and Wilder and Pulev come in between and maybe Usyk and White come in between as well in their respective fights. You know, Usyk with the WBO, White with the WBC, who clearly deserves his chance, if he beats Sasha Povetkin, of course. Um, that, that fight doesn't happen for me till December 2021. 
unless they say ditch the WBO, um, forget the WBC fight with with Dillian White. Um, if Fury and Joshua both win, and you know what, let's both fight each other. We know that we were the belt holders. Let's just get the fight on. That's the only other way I see it happening any earlier. I mean, what are your feelings about all the, the way it stacks up? Yeah, I, I was talking to Eddie Hearn about this on, on Friday. And I think with the mandatory situation regarding, obviously, Pulev and, and, and the Dylan White situation, um, there could be... A huge possibility by the time this fight actually does take place that we would like to think that the governing bodies will all work together in order to make the fight happen because you know how difficult it is to get two fighters in contention to even have an undisputed fight we do have that now and we have them in this country so but there is a possibility that one of the governing bodies may not be as patient and might not play ball and they might be insistent on one of the mandatories being fulfilled uh, if that is the case, then we have to accept that there could be a chance that we may get to see the fight, but it may not be for all the belts. So what do you do? Do you take that uh, or do you wait for that situation where they have all got... We'd all take that. We'd all take them fighting each other. We'd all take... With, if there's two belts missing, it doesn't matter. These two have to fight. It's a major, major, major British sporting occasion. And, you know, even if it has to be in the Middle East... Because the belts go one way. As I say, they earn 60 million each maybe for a fight in the Middle East as opposed to 35 here in the UK. I'm just surmising with these figures. But they're probably roughly accurate given you know, the history of Joshua fighting in the Middle East the last time. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. And I think every fan would take that. Because at the end of the day, fighters make the belts. You know, the fighters make the belts. The belts don't make the fighters. So they're important, of course, but to round the era, we've got to see those two fight. You know, we don't want to see, you know, Tyson Fury's already number one in the world. He's number one with Ring Magazine. He's won every belt there is, yeah? So we don't want him to earn 60 million from fighting Deontay Wilder in the Middle East and then disappear forever, you know? Uh, because we want to see that fight with Joshua. You know, it's, we would be starved of the big fight of the era. Just like we need to see Joshua against Wilder. It's incredibly exciting. Wilder against White. Very exciting fight. What, what Wilder, um, uh, sorry, Fury against White. Exciting. They're all exciting. Uh, Joshua and, and, and White again. I really hope in the next two and a half years we're going to see all these fights. You know, one or two of those may not happen. But if they could, we can have an era like the Holmes, Norton, Ali, Frazier, Foreman era, where the, the, the big four, five or six have all fought each other, maybe more than once. Gareth, it is crazy to think that, and this is probably uh, an understated testament to British boxing, how you know there will be uproar when and if this fight is not announced for the UK, or at least one of them isn't. But it's almost like we've got to a stage where you know, some of the biggest events over the last few years have been in, in Britain. And we kind of expect that now. But, you, I mean, you list some fights there that, you know, some of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time haven't happened even in America. You know, they've happened in Zaire and, and Manila and, and places like that. So, you know, 
it would be listen it would be gutting to when we kind of realize that a fight like that that isn't going to be in the UK but I think that's what's been expected now over the last few years because people expect big fights to happen here now and always can't kind of see that financial aspect of it and you know Eddie Holmes had to break it down before and saying you know his job at the end of the day is to secure as much financially for his fighter as possible so when he puts it down to you can only sell 50 million here between you in the UK or you can go to Saudi and earn 100 million I know people's arguments are well they've got money and you know what do they need more money for blah blah it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that in any aspect of life and I think that's the that reality of it but it doesn't stop people and rightly so being pissed off because I want the fight to happen here, whether it be Cardiff or Wembley or whatever, so do you. That goes without saying, but just have to be a bit realistic about there are other players, i.e. Saudi, uh, possibly other regions of, of the Middle East, China, etc. It could end up anywhere around that. Yeah, but not Australia, please, for Christmas. You know, Oh, World of Fury Christmas Day, you're not up for it. No, no, I am, but I would just rather it be in Vegas or... I, I, yeah, I am up for it. I'm up for it happening uh, at the moment. Of course I am. Um, or in Macau. Um, I've been there with too many Pacquiao fights and a couple of UFC events working TV. And it's a great venue, really. You're in, a, you're in the biggest casino in the world, in the Venetian. It's the biggest casino in the world. Mm. And it's just... It's like a city. Or so certainly like a town. Mm. Um, so... If it does happen, of course I'll be there. And if there's crowds, of course I will be there. But um, like you, the, uh, Barry Hearn accused me the other day on radio of having a Corinthian spirit and that's all well and good and wanting it to be in the UK. If, uh, if Fury and Joshua fight, it should be in the UK. But as he said, and as you rightly said, you don't undercut a deal if you can double your money on in any business whatsoever and we, we would be the same fighting in our early 30s um you know with, with knowing that our careers are are, are not going to be long and that you know on the same night just in a different place in the world if you can earn 25 million more each you've got to take it they have got to take it um and i do think that's where they're headed i think the second fight though should be in the uk I really do. One of those two, for me, must be in the UK. There's your headline, Coogan. Um, <laughs> I saw your little cogs whirring then. Um, but the, um, or your big cogs these days. You've got big cogs on. You look at those giant swimmers' shoulders. Um, you've been swimming the rivers in lockdown, haven't you? Mm, not really, but we can... Yeah, hunting the wild salmon with your bare hands, with the grizzlies um, in our dreams. But the, um, but no, it's it's... What, what, what I think lockdown's done is it's given us a pause for thought and it's given us an opportunity to stack up all the things we really want to see. There's very few fights that work in the Middle East um, and the heavyweights do. Canelo, Billy Joe Saunders is a cut and dried in America fight for me and you might, may argue with that. No. Um, Terence Crawford and Errol Spence, America. Um, um, you know, Tiafimo Lopez and Vasil Lomachenko. America again, probably, you know. Um, and, you know, we, we have an opportunity in the next two years in our industry to really lay the stamp down. Although, a couple of weeks back, 
I, I rewatched um, Joshua and um, Klitschko on that memorable night. I mean, I was working, I think I was even working radio that night as well. And um, such a memorable night, Joshua and Klitschko in, in Wembley. It, 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 it almost ignited a new era, didn't it? You know, because um, it was so big. And we know how big Tyson Fury's become since then as a personality, as a crossover star, uh, and all those things, and with his boxing following. But that was the night that the heavyweight division really kind of crossed into the mainstream for the first time in a very, very, very long time, you know? What do you think of the situation regarding Dillian White? Turning this into, obviously, a legal situation regarding the WBC, which we don't really know a lot of information about at the moment. But Dylan White, you have to, as you said previously, you have to feel for him in some regards over this whole situation that seems to be an on... It's, it's almost like an on-running joke about Dylan White, about the length of time, you know, people you know, hundreds and hundreds of days he's been sitting there and it's no clearer now what will be the situation and a difficult situation for Eddie Hearn as well, who's obviously represents both fighters in Joshua and, and Dylan White, has a priority towards Dylan White as his client, but also has a duty to ensure that the biggest fight ever between Joshua and Fury takes place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say you'd have to ask Eddie about that, but because, you know, I mean, Look, Dillian White's gone four fights when he should have fought Wilds already for the WBC. He's turned himself into a bigger name. He's become a pay-per-view box office attraction. I assume he's earned a reasonable amount of money. He turned down the Joshua fight, which if he talked to his camp, he wasn't really being offered enough and that there was a lot more in the background, I mean, I broke the story that he definitely wasn't taking it in the January of last year. I remember ringing him up, I was in San Francisco and we, and I was up all night doing the story with him. I broke the story, he said, I am definitely not, I've, I've, I'm not taking, it was an April fight, I think, wasn't it? Right. I'm, 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 I'm done, I'm, I'm done, I'm not taking it. I do not, I'm not agreeing to the conditions. Chloe, he had all these conditions. Um, and I, I mean, I felt at the time just, just instinctively that he should have taken it because he has every opportunity. He's improved so much. That left hook of his is killer. And if he can land that left hook on anybody, Wilder, Fury, Joshua, he becomes the world champion. Mm. For me, he's got one of the best left hooks we've seen in a very long time in the heavyweight division. His jab's getting better. His mental strength is getting better. He's not so emotional going into fights now. And he knows what I mean if he watches this. I'm not trying to put him down. He's not weird or anything, although he's a bit weird. Um, watch the whole video if you have a go at me over this, Dillian. No, he, I spoke to him the other day. He's obviously training in Portugal. Yeah. Um, I, I asked him if, because I, I, I always say this thing, when, when Dillian's in great shape, his legs look fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, but what do I make of it? I mean, it, of course I'm empathetic and sympathetic. I mean, I would hate to be in the same situation. It's like... It's like the belt has been incarcerated away from you for in his, in his situation. The, the, the case with the WBC, and I've spoken to Mauricio Suleiman about this, 
I don't think it will go to court. I hope it doesn't. I think he's just exercising his legal rights, which was what the sentence you were looking for earlier. Um, he wants to exercise his legal rights to put pressure on the WBC because he can presumably see that if, if there's a delay and Wilder Fury doesn't happen, let's say, till January in Vegas, let's say, or even over here, if America hasn't recovered enough to have big crowds, if we've recovered, that's, that's a possibility as well, by the way, to digress again. America's rate of infection is so much greater than ours that uh, with the COVID-19 that it may be plausible to bring the Wilder Fury fight here for the third fight, you know? Um, That's not really but, something to happen though, is it, Gareth? Less likely than it was probably even two or three weeks ago. But let's say that that fight doesn't happen until December or January. That obviously oversteps the 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 the, the conditions laid down for him for the. For the but if we've had no boxing with an audience for um, nine months, then surely his that has to be moved nine months because they couldn't have the fight. So for me, that's sensible. So when his team and he are looking at it, he goes, "Damn." I might not get a shot till 2022. Mm. And, that, and, and he's losing two years of his athletic life. He might beat four other guys. He might beat Parker again and Povetkin and Derek Chisora again. Um, and, you know, and Usyk again. You know, Usyk and, and, Usyk and Dillian is another great fight, by the way. Great fight. It's a great fight. Can't wait for that. So I really get where he feels. I don't think there's an answer right now. Because would you put Fury in with Wilder to defend the WBC title, knowing that there's a fight made and Joshua is waiting and the WBO uh, challenger, Usyk, has stepped aside to allow that fight? The, the, the people who run the sport know that the big money fight is Joshua Fury. It's worth four times any other fight so it's going to happen these other people will be moved aside they might have to be paid very large step aside money to do it so do you think there is a very good chance that dylan white doesn't get his shot until 2022 no that's not the headline coogan that that no i don't that there is a chance not a very good chance because I think what they might do is create the franchise champion and let him fight for the belt. I think that's what that's all about. Franchise fury, let him go and fight Joshua. And then he'll fight for the, he'll hold the... Yeah, but that, um, again, that, that's a, like a, I know, I know what you're saying. That's, it's slippery, but it's what they do. But that's a ridiculous situation to almost, like, to, I know they've done it because they've done it with like the Lomachenko and Dev Haney situation. But, yeah. Yeah. but then... As Eddie Hearn was saying the other day, it's like it becomes a thing where Fury's franchise champion. Does that mean that the franchise title could be classed as part of the unit, like the undisputed yeah. uh, tag? But it's <laughs> there is not a world governing body for our sport. Every state in America has its own commission. The boxing border control runs the UK. The boxing border control runs Germany. 
Well, who ran? Who did the Middle East? They've got their own, haven't they? So, you know, but under jurisdiction, isn't it? I think of the British Boxing Water Control, um, or maybe it isn't now. Which was which was the commission that did um, Joshua and Ruiz? I'm not too sure. I was just thinking about that as you said it, but I'm not too sure. Uh, we're both mi we're both missing a trip. You'd there. Think uh, with us both being out there, we'd know that. But you know, no, I didn't go because of my heart. Actually, I just expect you to be everywhere, Gareth. That's why I assumed you were there, but you weren't there. Uh, it's but but the bottom line with all of this is that it's vastly complex. But you said it earlier. The money dictates everything. The big money dictates everything in boxing. It dictates everything. And that will dictate that, that Joshua and Fury will fight each other in 2021. Utterly convinced of it. Mm. Utterly convinced. We're talking about all this now and, and boxing hasn't even returned. I know it is nearing Frank Warren on the 10th of July, Hearn on the 25th but it's just I mean it's just a, you look back at this time in the years to come and it's like a blank three or four month period out of your life uh, well there's, there's I've had the odd week and I have been working the whole time I've had the odd week where Monday to Friday when it's Monday like is it Monday today yes. yeah it's Monday I've had a very busy Monday morning actually I've written a column about for the Telegraph that's just gone up about how trainers have a duty to protect their fighters in the corner after um, Max, sorry, Rob Ropskoff, a UFC fighter on Saturday night. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Robert Drysdale, he asked nine times his trainer to call the fight, to call it off. Nine times he asked. So I've just written a thing about how that bond of trust and the, the father-trainer, or the trainer-boxer, which is like a father-son relationship, is like incredibly, it's like no other sport. It's not like any other sport. And, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot going on. I mean, there's the UFC is back, Bellator's coming back in mid-July as well on a, on a behind closed doors. They're looking to do six events in six weeks. Bob Arum's had, what, five events now, um, or maybe it's more. Um, I said, I wrote a column last week saying it was disappointing that I think the BT Sports and Sky uh, Sports, both of whom call themselves the home of boxing, didn't at least pick up the first four events. You know, they could have broadcast that, eight hours of boxing, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, because it's nice for people to see that live rather than go and watch it on Fight TV or whatever, which is what it's on. But, um, you know, I see people, I don't watch the football, but I see people moaning about it, that, you know, that, they're going to watch the channel with no noise because they don't like the piped in noise and the players aren't putting it all in. And I mean, you watch the football, don't you? I, wa I watched both Arsenal games. I've watched the first one, which they've actually both lost. The first one I watched with the crowd off and then the Brighton game the other day, I watched it with the crowd on. So, <laughs> But the thing is about the boxing at the moment, it's nice to hear the Shaka Stevenson body shots or... Even hear them breathing sometimes, you know, when fighters are like out of breath, and that's quite interesting. But there's nothing like live crowds. It's it, we we forget how much energy that gives us while we're there as well. The buzz of meeting fans ourselves because they are so extraordinary. The fans of our sport, they are brilliant towards us. To, I mean, even you and I. I mean, it's wonderful to be amongst them. The chats in the bars. The 
you know, the, the chats on the way into places, the, 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 the pleasure it gives one, actually, that people appreciate your work. You know, whether all the little commenters are on, I don't think they go, the commenters on your, uh, on, on your channel, I don't think they go to it, because I don't get that We're kind in, of... Some are in a unique group, shall we say. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's all, it's all, part, it's all, part, it, of the, all part of the tapestry, exactly. Absolutely. Um, okay, Gareth, I appreciate your time uh, this Monday. Pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. And uh, maybe, hopefully, we'll, just before the boxing returns next month, we'll have another catch-up. So, have you got anything else you'd like to add, Gareth, before yeah, we... Yeah, I want to know what... It's John Fury, Mickey Theo has gone very quiet, hasn't it? And you were promoting that at the beginning of lockdown. Well, not so promoting it. I was just kind of going with uh, the narrative, shall we say. So... You were the quasi-promoter at one point. Okay. But as far as I understand, that that fight isn't happening. So, um, yeah, I think it was a, a good story during uh, during lockdown. I think both men had intentions of, of that happening because there were talks about it. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's... Uh, it's going to happen now, so... All right, I've got, one, I've got a couple more questions. Let's just... Um, let's just give our predictions on this yeah okay me and you both of us when do you think the first time you're going to get on an airplane for a fight in america october wow that soon back end of october yeah what for fury wilder well i don't know i'm just i i envisage that the the last three months of the year um we'll be able to travel and there will be some sort of crowd within um, arenas etc so and that isn't that long away you're only talking about another three months from now before we see a crowd so I'm just piecing what people are saying and just trying to make my own judgment for that are we going yeah I I, I think it's going to be a little bit later but I, I think November at the earliest but um because I because I think America's a little bit further behind us um in terms of controlling the thing um, and people being in arenas. Are you going to be at Tiafimo Lopez Vasil Lomachenko when that happens? I'd be absolutely gutted to miss that fight because it was a fight that I was planning on going to myself in May, at the back end of May. Uh, Why wouldn't you be at it? Well, I will go. I will do everything I can to ensure I go. I, I did actually ask Bob Arum about the media situation in a couple of interviews. And I think in the last one, he said to me that um, I said, like, when am I going to be allowed to come to a show? He said, we would make an exception for you to come to any of our shows. So, yeah, I'm going to take that literally. And if I do want to go to, which I will, I'm sure, sure in the in the very near future, a top ranked show, and I can travel safely, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, then, um, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, well, I I've had the same conversation with him. They allowed the New York Times and a photographer into Correct. the very first show. Correct. Um, and I spoke to him about it as well. He didn't give me such a big promise as that. Um, but, but he did say he would be helpful. Um, I think Kevin Ioli was there, wasn't he? he I didn't know that. I think I, so. I, I, I mean, I think if you're there and you get tested with them, I think they're going to let us in, you know, of course. Um, who wins out of Tiafimo Lopez and Basil Lomachenko? It's a t listen, it's a tough fight for Lopez. We know it is. Uh, but I was very impressed with Lopez in his win against Comey. I thought, you know, I wasn't expecting that that kind of win from... I thought he 
possibly would beat Tommy, but I didn't think he would knock him out. Dismantle Tommy like he did. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be Vasyl Lomachenko's toughest fight ever. It's a brilliant fighter, Lopez. It's a br- that's why I'm asking because for yeah. me, you know, as well as you know, if Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders happens, which I really hope it does. Obviously, it's the fight that was made that ne- that was never announced. Um, Covid troubled fight that was never announced. Um, I hope that happens as well. Um, but for me. That could be one of the fights of the year, Lopez and um, Basil Lomachenko. Great fight. Yeah. I was looking forward to Inoue and Casemiro as well. That was... Yes, yeah, yeah. Fight, as well. Yeah, brilliant fight. There's, th- that's the one thing, and I do, I do think, and, you know, it's been said by the promoters and I think observers that hopefully what's happened will hasten some of those big... We probably will have an amazing end of the year and mm. into early next Almost year. Almost an overload. Yeah, we hope so anyway. So enjoy the rest now, you know. Mm, absolutely. Okay, Gareth, thank you very much for your time. We'll definitely catch up soon. Keep yourself safe and uh we will talk again soon before boxing officially restarts in the UK. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be on with you, Coogan. Thank you very much, Gareth A. Davies. <laughs>